welcome to Thriving as a Physician, the podcast that teaches you to thrive in your weight loss and life while juggling a packed physician schedule because you deserve to thrive. Each week, I share sustainable, enjoyable tools that work in your busy life so that you can reach all of your goals faster with more confidence. Everything in this podcast is backed by my experience as an obesity medicine physician, years of coaching physicians on weight loss and eating, and my own personal weight loss journey. Let's get thriving. This podcast contains general educational information on weight loss for physicians. I am not providing medical advice and listening to this podcast does not create a physician-patient relationship. This podcast does not replace the need for consultation with a licensed professional and no information should be relied upon unless you have obtained specific advice or treatment from myself or another physician. Please review the terms and conditions located at www.weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca before continuing. Welcome to episode 258 of the Thriving as a Physician podcast. I'm your host, Siobhan Key. Thank you so much for taking the time to join me. We are moving right along with our Fresh Start series in the podcast with episode number two. Today, we're talking about releasing deprivation and restriction. These are the two biggest things that get in your way of following whatever eating plan you're working on for good, for the length of time it takes for you to get to your goals, for the length of time it takes for you to maintain your weight. It's this restriction and deprivation. And I love talking about restriction and deprivation because honestly, there is no need. We do not need to experience restriction and deprivation in your weight loss journey. And when you can learn this power and you can figure out how to release these things, man, the journey gets easier. It takes away so many layers of the drama that make those food decisions, make those individual moments where you have to decide, do I stick to my plan? Do I stay focused on my goal? Or do I have this thing that I've been missing that I feel like I should be able to eat? When we can let go of the restriction and deprivation around food, those decisions get simpler. Doesn't mean you never get to have good food or special food or food that doesn't help with your weight loss, but it means you'll feel a lot more clear in your decisions about it. So before we get going, I just wanted to give you a little uh, prompt here to come find me on social media. I, you've heard me talk about it over time on the podcast. I'm not the best social media person and I've been really working on it. And over this past like six months, my social media has not been my priority, honestly, because my priority has been with working in the office and still getting the weekly podcast done and caring for the physicians that are inside Thrive Academy for Physicians. But life is starting to settle down a little bit. And so I've been working, I've been spending this morning working on getting posts created, posts scheduled so that there'll there'll be content coming out on my social media channels that I think you'll find really inspiring. You'll find helpful. There'll be good little tips to think about throughout your day. So come find me. Uh, I am at Dr. Siobhan Key. That's D-R-S-I-O-B-H-A-N-K-E-Y on both Instagram and on Facebook. Come find me, DM me and tell me you found me from the podcast. I love hearing from people that listen to the podcast. All right. I, you know, I was thinking about this, like this, you've heard me talk about it. This past year has been challenging 
um, a lot of things with how I balance my time between doing my podcast work and my coaching work and my medicine work shifted and I had to just spend more focus on the medicine and I chose to spend more focus on the medicine but there have been challenges with that um, and it's meant a lot of the time I've been doing the work for the podcast and for my coaching stuff it's been my evenings my weekends uh, my early mornings um, and it's been a little tiring but recently I just feel like things are starting to like open up I just feel like I'm coming alive again um, like somebody pulled back the curtains and I can see the sun again, which all sound a little bit overly dramatic. Um, but I've also been really just focusing back on, okay, I need to just be eating lower carb, not having like little bits of other stuff. And I think that's partly why mentally I'm feeling clearer. Cause I always, I generally do. I have more energy. I feel clearer. And yet why is it that I sometimes choose to eat carbs. I've been asking myself that. Um, and I think it really probably comes down to today's, today's topic is when I'm in more of a negative mindset, when I'm tired, exhausted, burnt out, all those different emotions, it's easier to feel deprived if I was to say no to myself. It feels like it takes a bit more energy to shift my mindset where I feel abundant in my lower carb eating. Um, and sometimes, honestly, I just choose to eat something with carbs in it because I just want to feel better. That definitely has happened over the past um, year quite a few times. Um, and it's okay. Um, the difference is from back years ago when I was dealing with my weight and had no idea how to lose weight. I didn't, if I ended up eating something that I quote unquote thought I shouldn't, I thought I'd blown it. The difference now is I recognize that when I'm making those choices, what I'm really choosing to do is just use food to try to feel better. And I recognize that I have other tools that will also work. And when I see the food as a flag for there's other things going on, it helps me correct it. I don't have to panic about a little bit of eating because I recognize, okay, it's not that suddenly I'm out of control of food. It's just that there's stuff going on in my life that I need to actually focus on. My brain is sending me a signal saying, hey, struggling a little bit here. I need your attention. And when you view your eating in that way, it does get easier for you to get back on track and you build confidence that you don't have to worry about a little bit of eating. But what I was saying in relation to today's topic is making the shifts back to lower carb or sticking fairly low carb, even when emotionally I might not have been doing that great or feeling burnt out. That really is so much easier when you've learned how to let go of the restriction and deprivation. I remember back when I first tried to eat low carb and all I thought about was why, why can't I eat bread and how am I supposed to live a life without bread? And how can I go to a restaurant and not eat the bread like my brain just focused so much on what I was choosing not to eat, but I didn't tell myself I was choosing not to eat it. I focused on what I perceived as I couldn't eat if I wanted to be successful. And it created deprivation. It created restriction. I felt limited in my food choices. As I went through my weight loss journey and I started to learn this skill and started to realize, you know what, if I feel bad about the foods I'm eating and the foods I'm not eating, it's not going to work for me. And I remember having a very specific conversation with myself of, I just need to let go of this concept that I 
should be following a North American diet. And really by letting go of that and recognizing my body doesn't do well with a North American diet, that helped me let go of some of this um, restriction and deprivation. And now I can tell you I manage my weight without any sense of restriction and deprivation. If it feels restrictive or like I'm being deprived, then that's a cue that my brain is sending me that I need to do some work. I just have to shift stuff and change things. And we're going to talk in this podcast episode about how you could do that. But this tool, this skill, learning how to proceed towards your weight loss goals without feeling deprived or restricted is huge. And it's not taught anywhere else. Nobody talks about this. The concept you'll often hear is either like, just like, how do you get more willpower and to stick to diet? Or you'll hear the other side where nobody should restrict anything and we should all eat everything. And I actually found that viewpoint to be um, challenging when I was dealing with my own weight. Because what happens if you live in a body that doesn't do well with moderation? My brain doesn't do well with moderation. My body, you know, moderate amounts of carbs, it doesn't do well with them. And so when we have that messaging that either it's restriction or it's, you know, we love our bodies exactly how they are. We don't try to lose weight at all and we eat everything in moderation. I think it leaves a really big gap and I think it's missing some of the story. Well, a huge piece of the story, to be honest, it's missing this. How do we actually eat healthy in a way where we feel it's honoring our body and where we don't actually have to experience restriction or deprivation, where our eating healthy doesn't have to have negative impacts on us. And that is absolutely possible. It just takes a different set of skills. And like I said, nobody talks about it. That's why I wanted to record this podcast episode for you, um, because I think this will be really helpful. So when we think about what is restriction and deprivation, really it's the idea that we can't do things that we wish we could. So when it comes to weight loss, restriction and deprivation come in of I'm only allowed to eat these foods and I can't eat the foods outside of there. That's essentially what it is. I can only eat during these times and I can't eat outside these times. I can only eat this portion size and I can't eat the amount I actually wish I could eat. These are all different ways that restriction and deprivation can come in. It can also be looking at what you're eating compared to somebody else. I have to eat like this to manage my weight. And look, all these other people eat normally, quote unquote. Um, And those thoughts create the restriction and deprivation. They create that negative experience. And we'll talk more about how our thoughts influence the experience of restriction and deprivation. But just to have an idea that really what we're talking about is living your life proceeding forward in a way where you're expecting yourself to always feel like you don't get to do what you actually want to be doing. And when we think about it that way, it's no wonder that that's not sustainable. Like, why would we ever think that that was going to be sustainable? None of us want to live our life not doing what we're, what we want to do. None of us. So if it doesn't work, and if it feels shitty, and it doesn't lead to sustainable weight loss, why do we slip so easily into it? Well, it's trained into us. It's, it's a diet culture. It's the idea that 
somebody from the outside can tell us what's going to work for our own weight. And those people in the diet industry, to be fair, like when they're creating diets, they were seeing problems and they're trying to come up with solutions that would work for anybody who tried to follow or the majority of people that tried to follow. So they were restrictive. It was like, you think back to the 80s, like the cabbage soup diet. I remember people being on like some drink with cayenne pepper and lemon juice and stuff in it. Like most of it was not evidence-based. Most of it was just like, okay, let's just cut out these large areas um, and try to help people. And then the other thing that happened is anytime something got big, food companies then jumped in marketing in that way. And we saw that with low fat, right? Low fat eating, this is going to be the healthy way. This is how you manage your weight. So then food companies come in and start marketing all these like low fat cookies, low fat everything that when you end up eating them, they don't actually help with your weight because they're loaded with sugar. And now what we're seeing is low carb is definitely Um, has a following. So now we see a lot of companies bringing in, this is keto friendly, this is low carb, and it's variable on how low carb they are. But also, just because it's low carb doesn't mean it's actually healthy. Just because it's low carb doesn't mean if you eat it regularly as a packaged food or processed food, that you'll actually lose weight. And so we're just so used to trying to fit ourselves into this concept that the other people out there know what's right for us that we try to conform to these rules they set up. And like I said, the rules are set up to try to help, if we think of them having positive intention behind the rules, to try to help the majority of people. The rules were never set up for you to live your best life, for you to maintain your weight loss long term. You can look at the diet industry being it actually has benefited them, that people aren't able to maintain the weight they lose. Um because they keep coming back and keep earning money. Um, There's lots of different things like that. That's why we keep slipping into restriction, why it's so easy to go back there. It's all we know. It's the only thing that gets talked about and taught. Like I said, it gets talked about the restrictive side or the completely you don't do anything side. And what we're going to talk about today is in the middle. So what's the value of letting go of restriction and deprivation? Why bother working on this? for quality of life. We all, the reality is nobody can eat absolutely everything they ever wanted to eat or everything that comes across them and also feel like they're healthy. You know, even if you don't have visible metabolic issues or that you don't gain weight from it, eating everything that's available to us in North America probably is not going to lead you to feel your healthiest. The reality of our life is there are things that we will need to say no to or choose not to eat or choose to have an unlimited amount, regardless of whether or not we're working, we're working on weight, regardless of whether or not we have metabolic health issues. Everybody has a spectrum, but we all will have to say no to some food at some times. And if we don't have the skill, and if we always feel like we're missing out when we say no to food, then it's a quality of life issue. And I would argue we as physicians already have a quality of life issue going on where our days are tough. For a lot of you listening, the, you probably have no time to yourself in your day. And when we add in creating an even worse quality of life by how we think about our food decisions, that's not fair at all. 
that doesn't help you. And it's no wonder if you can hang on to it for a little bit, but then when you get busy, you just can't stay focused on doing the deprivation and the restriction. So letting go of it builds sustainability, but it also just improves your days. If you can be happy with the food you're eating, look forward to the food that you've eaten or prepared with confidence that it actually is helping your body be healthy, that feels good. It makes your day better. So where does the experience of restriction and deprivation come from? Is it the food itself? Is it when we say no to something that we automatically are signing up for restriction and deprivation? Not at all. Though, like I said, when you read kind of traditional thoughts on food, you'll see that it sounds like if you were to say no to food, and often low carb gets talked about this in this way. And honestly, when I first started low, doing low carb, I thought I was doing something like a little illicit. <laughs> like I remembered those conversations in med school about how horrible it was. And it took me a long time to work through that and be like, wait, I am actually eating whole foods with a lot of vegetables compared to like what I would eat before. How could this be unhealthy? But I would, I wouldn't tell people I was eating low carb for forever. Because I thought that it was like this out there weird concept and people would tell me it's an overly restrictive diet. There's no way you can do it long term. Well, that's like six or seven years ago. Um, and so I feel like that's not the truth. But the idea of the restriction comes from not the food that you're choosing to eat or not eat. The idea of restriction, the experience of the restriction comes from your thoughts about your food choices. So using my example that I shared already, back when I first started doing low carbon, I was just thinking about when do I get to eat bread again? Felt restricted, felt deprived. Now I never think about that. I think about, oh, what salad would be good? Today for lunch, just before I was recording this, we had some leftover smoked pork and I put it in a salad with a dressing I'd made during the week that was like a cilantro lime avocado dressing and some cheese on top. You tell me that that doesn't sound delicious. It was great. I looked forward to it when I was driving home from some errands this morning. I was like, what am I going to have? Oh, right, we got that smoked pork. Oh, great, I could make that dressing. Whereas I can tell you, there's a whole lot of times in my life where the idea of having a salad for lunch, I would have felt like I was deprived. I felt like I deserved gold stars because I'd like, like really did it this time I ordered a salad because I had such distorted thoughts about what a salad meant when I ordered it. So the th it's the thought about the food that makes restriction or deprivation. If you don't want to feel restricted or deprived, you need to change your thoughts about the food. That's where you create the difference. Another example would be somebody who chooses to be a vegan and one could argue vegan is an extremely restrictive diet on its surface, not eating any animal products at all. And yet, if you were to if you were to choose to go vegan because of social reasons, because of environmental reasons, all that you may not feel any sense of restriction. When you sit down and somebody offers you something that has animal products in it, it would be an easy no if you like your reasons and you have really good thoughts. Another example would be lots of people exclude foods for cultural reasons. And in that setting, if it's just the thought is we just don't eat that, that food's not for us. 
you don't feel restricted or deprived. You just don't eat that food. Some of the problem that creates restriction and deprivation in North America is this idea that we're entitled to eat everything, that we should be able to eat everything. But it's that entitlement in the setting of a food environment where food companies are very good at designing foods that make us want them and perpetuate eating where it's hard to stop and where we don't get satiety signals from them. And so if you couple that entitlement with a food environment that's very food-focused, it creates that sense of deprivation very easily. Because like I said, you can never eat all of it. If I go into a gas station, even if I was to choose to buy a chocolate bar, and generally I'm only buying one chocolate bar and I'm saying no to all the other ones that are there. Even if I bought three chocolate bars, I'm still saying no to all of the other ones there. There is always saying no to food. We just have to shift how we're thinking about it so it feels good within the decisions that we want to be making for our goals. So your thoughts are what create restriction and deprivation. If you don't want to feel restricted or deprived anymore, the thing you need to change is not your food decisions, but your thoughts. Essentially, you want to make your food decisions from a place that feels good, where you're happy with the decisions that you're making. That's how you want to make your food decisions. If you're making your food decisions from a place of, my body's not okay the shape it is, I really can't eat that anymore because I have to change my body, it's not going to feel good. It's going to feel restrictive. You will feel deprived. We have to change the whole package and work on everything in order for you to start to feel better about these food decisions, which is what we do inside Thrive Academy for Physicians and why I created that program. Because this is a big topic and we can talk about the restriction and deprivation, but really there's a lot of other stuff that influences it as well. Um, like the body image, like what I just referenced. So how do you step out of restriction and deprivation? How do you get started? If you're listening to this and you're like, yes, please, I don't want to feel restricted anymore. How do I do it? Number one, you have to like what you eat. And this is a really interesting statement because we've been taught in weight loss that we should just buck up and eat the stuff that we don't really like. And so it's pretty common when I'm working with physicians that they have foods on their plan that they don't actually really like. And if that's you, if you're like, I don't even know what I like or the idea of healthy food, like I can't think of things I like, well, then that's your first homework. It's not a problem. It just means you get to spend some time being curious, thinking, what would it be? What could I like? What flavors do I like? One thing I like to do if you're really struggling with this is be like, if I could eat anything I wanted, what would that be? Start there and then be like, okay, how could I modify that thing? to make it work for the health goals I'm working on. So maybe that's, you make a lower carb version of it. Maybe it's in the restaurant, you modify how you order it. So it's just a little bit healthier, but you're still getting the parts of the food that you really like, the flavors that you really like. This, this first step will have a learning curve. If you've never asked yourself this before, if it's totally new to you, it's going to take some time. So you need to start just letting yourself think about it. What would I really love? What foods am I really excited to sit down and eat? And the more you work on this, the more you practice, it'll just come to you. You'll have a lot of different options. 
Number two is stop telling yourself you can't eat things. It is not true. You are a flippin' adult. You are allowed to eat whatever the heck you want. Right? It's true. If at any point in your day or night, you really decided you wanted to eat something, you could probably hop in your vehicle and go get it. Unless you live somewhere really remote. There is nothing that is stopping you from eating any food that you want other than your choices. And this is an important thing. If you're saying, I can't, I shouldn't, I'm not allowed, you get the restriction and deprivation. The reality is nobody can tell you what to eat and what not to eat. Every single food that you either eat or choose not to eat is a choice. And when we can start owning those as choices, it feels way better. So even like I said, like during this past time, there's been lots of times where I've made the choice to eat to try and feel better because I was just too exhausted to think of anything else or use any of my other tools. And that's okay. It was a choice. Right now, the choices I'm making is not eating the junk food. I took the kids out for dinner last night and they wanted to go to Wendy's, which if you listen to this, you know, I have a history with Wendy's in particular, the French fries. And I sat there and they, their Wendy's and I had a drink because I didn't feel like I needed to eat. And I was not bothered by it. I wasn't restricted. I wasn't deprived. We have a rule in our house that we do fry tax. So each child has to give me one fry. And that was plenty. I enjoyed it. There would have been a time in my life I could not have done that. I, I don't even think I could have done it and felt restricted. I wouldn't have been able to do it. I may not have even attempted because I would have believed I couldn't do it. But when we start doing this work and we start looking at how we're thinking about food, it really opens up possibilities. The experience of the food choice is in your control with your thoughts. And that's amazing. It's amazing because anytime you can empower yourself in the food choices you're making, it's going to feel better and it's going to be more sustainable. So you are allowed to eat whatever you want, but you have reasons why you don't eat everything. And we can like blow that out and make it sound like hyperbole, hyperbole, like what the example I gave of even if you buy like four or five chocolate bars in a gas station, there's still a whole lot of stuff you're choosing not to eat. And so we are good at actually making these decisions. And there's a lot of times we decide not to eat something where we don't even think about it. If somebody like brought, um, I don't know, like something really sweet, like cake, first thing in the morning, there'd be a percent of you that would choose not to eat it because it would just not feel right because it was early in the morning. And you may choose not to eat it, not be bothered by it, be like, oh, yeah, I don't really want that right now. Whereas the same person may find it hard if that cake showed up at 3 p.m. But we can learn from the places where it works for us. We can look at where do I say no to food without feeling restriction or deprivation? And how can I copy and paste that into these areas where I'm more likely to feel restricted or deprived? Get curious about your life. Look around how your brain handles food in different areas. Because you're probably hyper-focused in the places that you perceive to be a problem. That you're missing the places where you're actually probably having success and you're not eating everything that comes in front of you. Look for those places. Learn from those places. Number three, 
to get rid of restriction and deprivation is focus more on the good qualities of what you are deciding to eat than the foods that you're choosing not to eat. If you choose not to eat something and then you spend all your time like, oh, that's so delicious and yummy and it would be so amazing. And it's like you're stroking it over and over again like a little pet. (laughs) You're going to want it. You're going to feel restricted and deprived because you didn't eat it. If instead you focus on, wow, this thing that I'm choosing to eat that's healthy is amazing. It's delicious. I love it. You're not even going to really think about the other thing. If you heard me talk about that salad I had at lunch, that's really how I approach the food I'm eating. When I go to a restaurant and I eat something or I've made a substitution and put it on cabbage instead of rice or pasta, I'm not sitting there thinking, it'd be so much better if it was on rice. I'm like, man, this thing is good. It's so delicious. The sauce is good. And I think this is a skill that I just developed on my own of how do I actually get excited so I'm not bothered by saying no to the carby stuff where I love what I'm eating. And part of it is saying nice stuff to myself about the food I'm eating. I'm planning, it's my husband's birthday tomorrow at the time of this recording, planning his birthday party to, to, tomorrow night. We're doing like a steakhouse theme. Super excited about everything I'm going to make. There's not going to be a carb in sight. And there will not be a single person there, whether they eat carbs or not, who feels restricted or deprived because the food is going to be amazing and it's going to be delicious. And I'm really excited about it. It is possible. I'm sharing these examples with you because I know when you've been in that diet place for so long, it's hard to see that possibility. It's hard to believe that you could actually be successful without slipping into restriction and deprivation. But not only could you be successful, you are probably going to be more successful when you learn these skills. Now, if you're a physician and you're listening to this and you're like, I don't even know where to start. Well, you know what the most efficient way to do this is, is you come get my help. I'm really good at this. I've done this for so many years now that I can get you to where you want to go, help you find the barriers in your way so much faster with so much less effort than what it would be for you to do it on your own. So come check out Thrive Academy for Physicians. Um, Head over to starttothrive.ca, fill in an application to work with me. It'll open up the opportunity for you and I to talk directly. There's no pressure. There's no obligation. It's really about figuring out, is this the right program for you? Can I help you with those problems that you've struggled with for so many years and you've put so much effort into trying to fix on your own and you feel so frustrated by, can I help you with them? The answer probably is yes when it comes to food and weight. But this is your opportunity to find out. It's your opportunity to step out of struggling on your own and get help. Find relief. So head over to Start to Thrive. That's start number two, thrive.ca. I can't wait to see your application. I can't wait to meet you and talk to you. Have a fantastic week. Remember, check in next week for number three in the Fresh Start series. We're keeping on going with topics to just get you restarted with a totally different framework, a totally different mindset in your weight journey. Have a fantastic week. Bye-bye.